Oh yeah. Ray Ray, the new WWE United States champion. Ray, Mr. 619 himself, Mysterio. It was classic. That's classic Ray right there, baby. That's my favorite Ray theme song, by the way. I think this one is superior to the Buyaka Buyaka stuff. <laughs> but nonetheless, how did he do it? And where does AJ Styles go from here, y'all? Plus, AOP makes some big noise on Raw, man. These cats are mean, machines, ready to clean sweep the tag team. I'm telling you right now, the tag team division is about to get lit, baby. Plus, Lana, Rusev, and Lashley have the absolute best angle yet. What? Yeah, you heard that right. I'm going to break that down. And is Seth Rollins officially a heel? All that and more on the Highlight Reel. Yeah, baby. I tell you, man, this is a stacked Monday Night Raw to cover. I'm going to do my best, man, to eat right down the middle. Earl Hebner, Joe Cortez, I'm fair but I'm firm. This is the highlight reel with your boy Lalo, the host with the most, the smooth one. The head honcho of the rancho. And I'd like to wish y'all some happy holidays, man. We're on the eve of Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? Um, finna eat some turkey jerky. I'm not a big fan of turkey myself, to be quite honest, man. <laughs> Hopefully um, that doesn't create some controversy. Oh my God, Lalo, he don't like turkey. Nah, man. I, you know, turkey to me, the meat is too damn chewy. I, I feel like I got to chew on it for like 10 minutes in order to digest it. You feel me? Maybe, maybe the turkey I've had has been all wrong. And now, hey, that's not, you know what, my mom's, my mom's, God rest her soul, she was the only one that could make some bomb Thanksgiving turkey, man. Everyone else, it just, it just hasn't worked for me. And I mean that, I'm not just saying that because she's my mom, man. She really made some bomb Thanksgiving turkey. I mean, she was a good cook in general, you know what I'm saying? I have yet to find another woman in this world that can cook like my mama. And I doubt I may ever find another woman that could cook like her, man. But, um, yeah, man, Survivor Series was stacked. This is the raw, the Survivor Series fallout on Raw, man. We're going to get into it straight. The show opens up with the entire Raw roster surrounding the ring. As Seth Rollins himself, he comes into the ring. He's labeled as the locker room leader. Um, when did that start? <laughs> That's what I'm just scratching my head wondering. I mean, I know there was, like, some piece on the dirt sheet saying that supposedly Seth Rollins had a locker room uh rally you know with the with the with the troops backstage after the the Saudi Arabia event where a lot of a lot of wrestlers were disgruntled had low low morale and Seth Rollins was kind of trying to boost it backstage giving a locker room leader speech but you know according to Dave Meltzer and and even according to Seth Rollins himself I believe that did not happen that was not true 
um there was no locker room leader speech backstage by seth rollins after that so i don't know i guess wwe though they're trying to you know turn this into something though it's something fictional they're trying to turn it into something real so rollins is out there i gotta say this segment was 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 awesome it was awesome in my opinion i loved it i love rollins kind of just roasting everybody man i mean i'm telling you right now the fans in shy town right off the bat they were chanting for cm punk as seth rollins says sorry guys i try to get cm punk to come he didn't want to show up he'd rather sit behind a desk in la talking about a change that he don't want to make himself referring to wwe backstage on fox and um by the way, Seth Seth Rollins reportedly got in some major heat with Vince McMahon backstage over this. You know, Vince does not want CM Punk plugged on any of his shows or or for that matter, anybody who, you know, cannot set up a potential match at any given moment. Obviously, Punk is not, I repeat, not back with WWE. CM Punk is a Fox Sports employee on Fox, you know, with backstage. And I got to say, by the way, also backstage is actually a really in really fun entertaining show to watch man i actually um like a few hours ago before re recording this podcast and taking my notes for raw and everything i actually watched a clip of booker t roasting david arquette <laughs> during the promo school on wwe backstage that was really entertaining really really entertaining um great stuff why can't wwe be like that you know what i'm saying just let the guys go out there and he was roasting everybody man he acknowledged that it's at survivor series the previous night as well um saying that raw could be a lot better you know and, and by the way raw being a lot better that is truly the collective opinion of all of us fans thank you very much seth rips into the roster saying last night you all sucked he addressed randy orton directly and, and says he was the weak link on the squad and randy the og he looks at seth kind of like og booker saying tell me he did not just say that it's <laughs> my best booker t impersonation uh randy um, he just walked away, man, with a smirk on his face, you know, not taking the quote-unquote locker room leader seriously. Seth says, okay, okay, Viper, you want to slither on out of here? Go ahead. He addresses Charlotte as well, saying, what happened, Charlotte? You you wasn't even the last woman standing last night for your team, and you call yourself a flair? As Charlotte as well kind of rolled her eyes and just walked away looking disgusted with this fool, you know, um... He, he also talks to uh, AOP. He addresses them. And, and by the way, they're going to be a big part of this show. We'll get into them later on. But he says, you know what, AOP, we could have used y'all last night. You guys are monsters. We could have used you. Where were you last night, huh? Hey, us fans are asking the same question. Where where were they? <laughs> um, you know, where was uh, Alistair Black? Y'all could have used him too. You know, I'm just saying. Um, nonetheless, you know, AOP as well walks up, man. Um, walks away up that ramp um ray mysterio would be the final man addressed you know um seth claims ray you let all of us down the most i beat brock lesnar two times this year i brought the title back to raw you couldn't get the job done not even with a lead pipe or your stupid kid helping you out boy i tell you 
<laughs> I tell you, man, Rollins, he, he's savage with this mic right now. I really thought Ray was going to be the one to run up in that ring and pounce on him, you know? Start throwing hands. You don't talk to, you don't talk about somebody's kid like that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, WWE didn't write it that way. I would have wrote it that way. I would have booked Ray Ray to just run up in that ring and just start brawling with Seth. But instead, Ray, you know, he followed suit with all the other members of the roster and walked away walked up that ramp looking disgusted like i'm not even gonna waste my time on clownlings this clown you know um and then suddenly after everybody around the ring dissipates and vanishes a wild kevin owens appears right there on the apron the camera pans in and seth you know, Seth starts ragging on Owens. He, he says, you know what? You're a lazy piece of crap. <laughs> you just show up, but you don't do anything. Um, and he says, you'll never be me. You'll never be Seth Rollins. And KO, he just kind of looks at him, rolling his eyes, kind of smirking, and gives him a stunner. Stuns him out of nowhere to close out the segment. That was a phenomenal segment. I, I really enjoyed that. And it's been a long time since I enjoyed an opening segment on Raw. So, you know, that's a nice way to set the tone for the rest of the show. Um, Seth has a follow-up interview coming back from commercial break. He basically challenges KO to a match tonight. He wants to give him a receipt for that stunner. You know, so there you go. The main event is official. It's built. Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. But nonetheless... We cut to Bobby Lashley coming out with Lana by his side. She is officially the valet for Big Bobby Lashley as he takes on a random opponent again, Titus O'Neil. <laughs> I'm actually happy, though, to see Titus O'Neil out there, man. It's been a minute since we've seen Titus in action. Um, You know, Titus, I don't know why he's not booked ever. Like, he's a monster himself. Look at him. The dude is chiseled, man. He's, he's jacked. He's Jack. I don't know why we never see him in any matches. But nonetheless, Bobby, you know, it was a squash, basically. He does that big sky-high move, slamming Big Titus to the mat. Very impressive strength, by the way, on the part of Bobby Lashley. The way he lifted up Titus, bro, it looked like he was lifting up a cruiserweight. Like Ray Ray or Ricochet or, you know what I mean, Drew Gulak or something. You know, Titus O'Neil is not a small man <laughs> by any measure whatsoever. He's a big monster himself. And Bobby Lashley lifted him up like like nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like not like like the salt shaker. And um he slammed him to the mat. And um, you know, it was a squash basically. But he doesn't get the pin because Rusev runs in, hightailing it to the ring, and he assaults Bobby Lashley. This sets up a big brawl. They brawl around the ring, they brawl on the outside, they head up the stage as Lana continues to hoot and holler for Rusev to stop beating the brakes off her Sancho. And, um, you know, as Rusev sets up a table spot up the stage, suddenly police officers come out and handcuff him. And, um, you know, this, this got a chuckle out of me because, you know, like we see every time when security guards or police officers, you know, get somebody taking somebody away, they always break loose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, that was no different. You know, Rusev broke away from the cops and he shouldered, uh, tackled Bobby Lashley off the stage to the floor. It was actually a really sick spot. 
and unexpected too because i really thought they were gonna do something with the announcer's table instead he just rammed his ass off the stage to the floor below i i we didn't even get to see exactly what bobby lashley collapsed onto you know i'm sure there was something like some kind of padding or some you know what i mean but you know it was it was a nice spot really sick looking spot um and then to top it off, as, as Lana screaming, Rusev is screaming. Rusev was hyped for this whole segment. I mean, really, the acting was phenomenal here. Like, I really felt Rusev's anger and rage. You know what I'm saying? That's what really turned this segment into something very special, in my opinion. You know, given this, this the ridiculous, you know... The ridiculousness of the storyline. This this particular segment, though, really hit hit a home run, in my opinion. Because I really felt Rusev's anguish. You know, like he, he was whooping on Bobby and taking out his anger and rage over Lana on, on Bobby. And then he kicked the stage lighting set piece. Um, looks, you know, like, I don't know exactly the steel structure, what it is, what its purpose is, you know? I mean, obviously, tonight, its purpose was to be a prop to fall on, on Bobby. That's what it did. It made a huge thunderous sound as it collided to the floor below on top of Bobby Lashley to close out the segment as the cops haul Rusev away and Lana's there in, in tears, man. Um, You know, pretty poor acting on Lana's part, actually. You know, this was actually really poor acting on her part, Um, you know. But hey, you know, I guess she adds a little season salt to this whole thing, man. But, um, you know, she was trying to act all concerned, like she was crying and stuff and paramedics, you know quote-unquote paramedics they took bobby lashley away on the stretcher and everything and um it gets a thumbs up from me you know call me what you will y'all can say what you want i i enjoyed that that was a that was a dope segment man i felt rusev's pain i felt his anger his rage like i tell you what man rusev versus bobby lashley at tlc i'm gonna I'm a tune in take my money because i'm ready to see rusev tear bobby up the way Bobby tears up Lana. <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> Nonetheless, we had AOP taking on Hawkins and Ryder. Now, this, this is a significant match for me, y'all. Because let me tell you something. Before doing this podcast, I had not watched Monday Night Raw consistently in a very long time. In fact, the last time that I was watching Monday Night Raw on a consistent basis. I'm talking about every single Monday I tune in, right? The last time I was doing that was when AOP were coming out with, uh, oh, what's that guy's name? Drake Maverick, whatever, Drake Maverick. And then I forgot who it was. Um, they did some kind of AOPP thing. Now, anybody listening, y'all could correct me and, and give me the scoop on what that was. I don't forgot already. Somebody peed on a robe or something, and they were wearing it. or I, I don't know, but it was the most ridiculous, most dumbest thing ever. That's actually what made me finally, you know what? I'm, I'm done with this show, bruh. I'm done. I give up. You know, because AOP, look at these guys. Look at them. These guys should be feuding with the War Raiders. The Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders are the only two cats in the tag division who could give these guys, you know, a, a run for their game, a run for their money. Otherwise, AOP smashes the entire tag team division and smashes half the roster. These guys are tanks. They're bulldozers. And you're going to call them AOPP with Drake Maverick? 
Nah, nah. Uh-uh, I stopped watching Raw after that, you know. I mean, once in a while, I would tune in and, and then just quickly change the channel again or whatever. So this was it, y'all. This was like a, a coming full circle. Now I'm here watching AOP absolutely demolish Hawkins and Ryder as they should. This was their first match in forever. And it was a complete squash. They got over big, you know what I mean? And, um... And once again, um, Jerry the King Lawler on commentary, he was like, where, where were you guys Where were you guys at last night, AOP? You know, and in my head, I'm just like, why don't you ask WWE Creative where they were at last night? <laughs> ask them where Aleister Black was at as well, for that matter. Um, but nonetheless, next up, we have Akira Tozawa taking on Andrade. And, um, you know, Andrade looked very strong in this match, man. He looked very, very strong in this match. No, no shenanigans by Zelina Vega. You know, this was all Andrade. He actually got in a power bomb in the opening seconds of the bout as Tozawa was going for some kind of Hurricane Rana or something. And Andrade slammed him down for that jackknife power bomb. I never seen Andrade use a power bomb before, so that was interesting. Um, he went for the three amigos. But Tozawa reversed it into a pin, um, which, of course, Andrade would kick out. Not even a one count. Um, to, to, this was a moment for Tozawa to get in a little offense to, you know, pop the crowd a little bit, raise them up before the finish. Um, you know, things changed. When Tozawa went to the top rope, Andrade would nab him off. Um, then he did that that hammerlock DDT finisher for the win. They really they really got to give that finisher a better name, man. Well, well, how are they going to, you know, call it the hammerlock DDT? Like, call it, give it a sensational name. You know, I like, I, I if, if I was booking the show, I would call it El Desayuno, the breakfast, because he's eating these jobbers up like huevos rancheros. You know what I'm saying? El Idolo. That's what they should call that move, El Desayuno. I don't know if the commentators could say that, though. <laughs> I could hear Cole already. Oh, he hits El Desayuno. <laughs> Nonetheless, y'all want to talk about long time. I haven't seen somebody. Here we go. Matt Hardy randomly comes out to the ring to have a match. I'm wondering if, uh, if Matt Hardy was advertised locally. For the show, you know, like on, on you know, Chicago uh, uh, TV, like if he was advertised locally, because I got to say when he came out, the fans went mild. They went dead. Like there was not a real reaction for Matt Hardy. I mean, there was some people, of course, jiving, but nothing to write home about. I, I expected because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. This is Matt Hardy's first time on WWE TV in like several months perhaps almost a year i could be mistaken again y'all y'all chime in man hit me up you know um lalo underscore thr on instagram that's lalo underscore the highlight reel um nonetheless matt hardy versus buddy murphy and um i'm surprised buddy murphy actually got the win here at one point hardy he was going for the old school 10 punch on the corner spot and by the way matt hardy he has one of the best punches in all of wrestling you hear the smack when he punches dudes up you know what i mean um he has a really good right hand in in in, in wrestling you know he makes it look so real and it sounds so real it looks so real um i i don't see any other cat right now who could throw a right hand like jeff uh excuse me like matt <laughs> nonetheless um buddy murphy man he would break loose from that 10 punch 
to the corner. He did a wicked super kick to Hardy's face, which sent him out the ring as well. Busted his shoulder on the steel post. They brawled out a little bit on the ring. And upon getting into the ring, back inside, Hardy hits the side effect, but but to no avail. You know, um, Buddy Murphy's resourceful. He's showing his craft. Uh, Matt would ultimately get knocked out with a wicked knee strike by Murphy for the pin. Big win for Buddy Murphy. I gotta tell you, that's a big win. At least as far as name value goes, you know, that's on his resume now. You know, he's got a win over the legendary Matt Hardy. Um... Buddy Murphy picks up a microphone and calls out Aleister Black. I forgot to mention, Aleister Black had another one of those, you know, random uh, promos, backstage promos in some kind of closet or, or you know what I mean, a, a damn a custodian janitorial room or something. <laughs> Just hollering out for somebody to fight him. And here you go, Buddy Murphy finally responds, calls out Aleister Black. Um, and, and by the way, Buddy is noticeably bleeding from the nose. I got to tell you that Matt Hardy right hand, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Busted him up. Um, but nonetheless, Black comes out to the ring, man. His entrance music is sick. One of the best entrance themes. He has one of the best entrances in all of wrestling, in my opinion. It always pumps me up. He comes out running, hightailing it to the ring. Gets in there. He whoops Matt Hardy. Busts him up. You know, he gives him a stiff elbow, you know, gives him that roundhouse kick and, 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 and knocks him out of the ring, man. Um, and as Buddy Murphy retreats up the ramp, you know, he's got that nosebleed. He's selling the nosebleed. And incidentally, the commentators as well kind of, you know, plug it as if Aleister Black is the one that caused the nosebleed. But it wasn't. It was Matt Hardy, obviously. We've seen the dude bleeding before, long before Aleister Black made his way to the ring so that kind of got a chuckle out of me um but you know trying to add some extra season salt to the whole thing you know a nice this is what we want to see from alistair black i don't i do not want to see alistair black cutting them stupid weirdo promos in a backstage closet or janitorial custodial closet whatever it is i want to see alistair black just knocking dudes out man Coming out and randomly just whooping on pe random people until he gets something meaningful. That's creative right there. Instead of having him sitting back there. You know, who wants to fight me? Nobody wants to see that. We want to see Aleister Black beat the brakes off of cats like Buddy Murphy. And uh, speaking of getting the, the brakes beat out of you. We got the United States Championship bout with Humberto Carrillo taking on AJ Styles. Now, um... This match doesn't even happen because Humberto Carrillo gets, you know, he gets his ass whooped. He has a dope theme song, too, by the way. I like, you know, Dale Gas, Carrillo. Um, I like that. You know, um, he gets jumped, though, by the OC, man, ahead of the match. Obviously, there is no more match. AJ grabs the mic and he says, you're welcome, Chicago. He actually called Humberto Alberto, which was funny to me. Kind of got a chuckle. AJ then says, where's Ricochet, huh? I thought you were a superhero, Ricochet. Aren't you supposed to come out and save your boy, Humberto? Then Ricochet comes out and challenges AJ for the U.S. title. AJ says it ain't happening. A wild Randy Orton appears out of nowhere. Randy Orton says Humberto might, be, might not be able to compete, AJ, but I can. Besides, I think the peeps of Chicago would love nothing more than to see me RKO AJ Styles' all over the canvas AJ says maybe you forgot Randy last time we competed was in a bigger better city 
for WrestleMania where I defeated you. I ain't got nothing to prove. And I can already tell in typical WWE formulaic fashion, they're going to, you know, have multiple cats come out to cut a promo to set up a multi-man match of some sort. I, I actually thought it was going to be like a another six or eight man tag match, but it ended up being a fatal four-way number one contendership for the U.S. title as Drew McIntyre came out. And Drew says, I'm a guy you ain't never faced. I beat Braun Strowman and I pinned the NXT UK champ, Walter. <laughs> I deserve the shot. And, and Drew actually has a point. I mean, realistically, he should be the number one contender. In, in a real sports environment, a real sports system, he would be. Because he beat a champ. He beat the NXT UK champ, which is a, probably, you know, about the same prestige of the US title. Maybe a little less. But, um, you know, in my opinion, yeah, Drew McIntyre should be the number one contender for the U.S. title. But nonetheless, here we go. Rey Mysterio, legend. He comes out. He says, I ain't going to let you cheat the people out of a championship bout, AJ. Let's get it on. AJ says he declines. He says, ain't none of y'all deserve anything. Y'all didn't do anything to deserve the title shot. So I ain't, I ain't, I ain't fighting none of y'all. You know, y'all y'all ain't getting this, cha this championship shot opportunity. Ricochet speaks up. And, you know, I got to tell you, this this promo really overstayed its welcome. It should have been done. It should have been one and done already a long time ago. But, you know, WWE, this is how they do it. They just keep going and going and going. They got three hours to kill, man. So, you know, this is how they do it. Uh, but nonetheless, there we go. We set up a fatal four-way number one contendership match with Ricochet, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Rey Mysterio. You know, Rey... Um, Ray and uh, Ricochet were doing awesome in this match. You know, Randy Orton wasn't taking very much bumps, as I've said before. You know, they're really taking good care of him. Ray uh, Ricochet used a cool that that cool uh, kick over the apron that OG Sincara used to do. I, I surmise to believe OG Sincara is the one that made that popular. I ain't never seen other cats using that move so often prior to him doing that. Um, but nonetheless. Ray was tossed out the ring by Drew and turned it into a body splash on Ricochet on the outside. Really nice spot. Drew does a sick release suplex on Ricochet as well. Drew McIntyre's a tank too, man. He's a beast the way he's able to just, you know, throw everybody around. And he, he you know, he's a bigger guy than what he appears to be. You know, like he's thin. What I'm saying is like he's he's shredded, you know, like he's got that that slim body type. But he's a big dude, man. He's tall and, and rugged. You know, strong arm dude, man. And um, yeah, this match was just breaking down, man. A lot of spots everywhere. Um, you know, Drew and Orton, they would actually form some kind of temporary alliance for this match, uh, which makes sense because they're they're both very similar characters. You know, they're both opportunists. They're both uh, they've both been in factions before. They both have finishers which they can execute out of nowhere. RKO, Claymore kick. I dig it. I dig it, man. I think. Um, Randy Orton and Drew should kind of do this more often though they should form like a regular tag team or some kind of unit some kind of duo you know um, I think that would be good for Drew McIntyre's career for sure most definitely um, you know if nothing else um, nonetheless Rey Mysterio would then take out Orton and Drew with his vintage Lucha Libre aerial offense um, 
There was a funny spot to me where Ray and Rick Ricochet were mixing it up on the top turnbuckle. It seems like they were on there forever for a lifetime. <laughs> they kept they were trying to do like, you know, a, a superplex spot, but they kept beating each other down and falling back, you know, in, in the sitting position on the top rope. You know, um, they were hanging on there. Drew would wind up on there too, just hanging out. I mean, um, you know, Orton would go for a superplex. Uh, and then Drew rose up from the the tree of woe and did a German suplex into the superplex. It was a really sick spot, man. These multi-man matches are hard to cover. You know, there's uh, so many competitors doing so many different things. But that was a really cool spot. Um, you know, the, the OC, they then made their way. They proceeded to make their way to the ring after that spot was executed. Everybody's down. They're the opportunists. They're coming out now to kind of feast on their prey you know um just hang out see what's going on um we come back from commercial break drew mcintyre he's completely dominating from here he's he's taking over the match although ricochet he would hit him with that og rvd spot where he, he went for a kick drew grabs his leg so he shoots for his other leg drew ducks and then he back heels him a la rob van dam one of my all-time faves randy orton would hit his ddt spot um, Randy and Drew started to engage in a chop battle. This was the best part of the match right here. As they were chopping each other up. Drew McIntyre. He's got one of the best. No, I, I think. Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I think Drew McIntyre has the best knife edge chop in the game today. When Drew McIntyre slaps that chest. It sounds like a gunshot. I, I'm not exaggerating. I, I hear it through the TV. Through the computer screen. I could only imagine the people that are there in person. I mean, it is just, it is, it is thunderous. You know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, like, like Randy Orton, his chops sounded weak, like little bitch boy chops compared to Drew's. You know, you know what I'm saying? And um, it was cool, though, because there was a spot, man, where, you know, Drew hit him once again with a thunderous chop. And he looked Randy in the eye and he said, show me what you got, Randy. Show me what you got. Be a man. You know, show me show me what kind of man you are. And then Randy Orton just pokes him in the eye. Thumb to the eye, a la Ric Flair, dirtiest player in the game. He's learned well, baby. Evolution. Y'all remember. You know what I mean? And um, that's the veteran Viper right there, man. Um, and nonetheless, you know... um. I'm just going to say it right now. Rey Mysterio, man, he picks up the win to set up the United States Championship bout. Um, you know, one thing I want to mention is OC had some shenanigans in that Fatal 4-Way match. Uh, right in front of the referee, it was blatant. They, they um, you know, started beating up on, I forgot who it was. They started beating up on somebody on the outside. Um, possibly Ricochet, because Ricochet took the most offense in this match, I gotta say, uh, which, by the way, he would be the one to eat the pin as Rey Mysterio advanced. But my question here, though, since when did Fatal 4-Way matches become no-DQ matches? Can somebody fill me in? Because really, I, I, I never knew that Fatal 4-Ways were no-disqualification matches. Or is, is that something new? Is that a brand new thing they're doing? Because... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, Fatal 4-Way matches, they're the same as singles matches, except it's a 4-Way. But the same rules apply, you feel me? There's still count-outs, there's still DQs, there's still, you know what I mean? Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If somebody could chime in, I'd appreciate that. Because I, I don't know what they did there. I, I was, like, tripping. OC was whooping on somebody out the ring. And the referee was watching nonchalant, you know. And I was like, isn't that a DQ? What's, what's happening here? Nonetheless, here we go, baby. The United States Championship bout. Rey Mysterio. AJ Styles. The match was all AJ in the beginning. AJ was working over Ray's knee and, and you know Ray Mysterio obviously bruised and battered from the match he just had it but it was funny to me because the commentators the story the story they were trying to present was that Ray is still bruised and battered from the hands of Brock Lesnar the previous night and I was just like rolling my eyes like y'all I know y'all just watched Ray Mysterio compete in a four-way match you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, forget about Brock Lesnar right now. Ray, you know, he's he's bruised and battered from the four-way he just had, not the damn Survivor Series match. You know what I mean? Um, but nonetheless, you know, they gotta pedal in those storylines, put over the Beast Incarnate. You know, he's he's the he's the you know he's the A one of of WWE man. He's he's the MVP. Um, Ray Mysterio would mount a series of comebacks in this match, man. Um, you know, AJ, you know, he was working him over, but Ray Ray, <clears throat> he did his high impact, high spot aerial offense off the top rope. You know, um, OC would get in some shenanigans before being sent off by the ref. The match changes and shifts once again into third gear as Ray mounts a final comeback. He does the corner punches, those classic, you know, 10, 10 counted corner punches where the crowd chance along although the crowd was was pretty dead actually <laughs> after this i think they were they were uh they were like gassed out already i don't know um nonetheless aj smashed his nuts on the post it actually looked really nasty that spot looked really really nasty um ray does a 619 but aj knocks out the ref inadvertently as he crumbles to the mat ray then gets off the top rope to try to revive the ref the oc of course typical wwe fashion they return you know adding more spice more salsa to the pot a little too salty now they nonetheless they jump ray man um and then out of nowhere randy orton comes out to even the odds man ray does a 619 on uh luke gallows and then orton hits him with the rko the fans are going wild Ray does the frog splash and the new united states champion ray Mysterio you know this was an emotional moment because Dominic would come out man and the way they were celebrating you know I, I know Ray is gonna end up passing the torch to his kid man I know it's coming I don't know when I don't know how but you know it's gonna happen so this I ain't gonna lie man this this actually almost had me choking up for real it almost had me choking up just seeing Ray and Dom embracing and you know Dominic handing the U.S. title to his pops man that was that was this is storytelling right here y'all this is grade a storytelling and I, I was very very um you know happy to see that and um the question is though where does aj styles go from here you know let me tell you something aj styles before i continue this review this is how we do it on the highlight reel i gotta break stuff down man aj styles he's he's a made man you feel me he's a made man so for AJ, it, it, it's not going to hurt him to lose the U.S. title to, to Rey Mysterio. Because Rey Mysterio ain't no slouch himself. Rey is also a legend. 
You know what I mean? Um, Just as much, if not more so, than AJ. You know, Ray's competed in WCW, ECW, you know what I mean? In Mexico, of course. You name it. You know, I'm just like AJ. AJ's competed in Japan and, you know, Impact and everything. But, um, you know, he, he did not lose to, to some nobody. This is Rey Mysterio, baby. Mr. 619. Now, you see all kind of other cats trying to do, do the 619. I've seen Riho on AEW Dynamite. I've been seeing Cesaro do it. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, so AJ, he's, he's good, man. AJ is a made man. It don't matter. You know, he's always going to be the phenomenal one. Um, he's a modern day Shawn Michaels, you know, AJ Styles, this win is not, uh, this loss, I should say, is not gonna hurt AJ Styles, I promise. Nonetheless, Kevin Owens, he had a backstage segment. Owens snatched the microphone away from Charlie Caruso and says, Seth is basically a hypocrite. He says, I've known who I am my entire time in WWE. I have never tried to be something I'm not. Even when the corporate machine tried to manufacture me into something else, I stayed true to my name. But you, Seth, you have turned yourself into a miserable, whiny, insufferable prick. As the main event hype was popping, boy, that was a really good promo. You know, he said he's going to turn Monday Night Rollins into the Kevin Owens show. And I like it. The main event was officially spicy. I was, I was excited for it. And, um... Here, here's here's the turnoff though. <laughs> then we cut to Charlotte versus Asuka. Now I'm gonna tell y'all right off the bat. I'm sorry to say it, but this was the bathroom break match for me, man. This was the proverbial bathroom break match. But one thing I did catch before I, I went to the bathroom, man. Um, Jerry the King Lawler. He said at the top of the match, he was like, "I guarantee you, last night when Charlotte lost at Survivor Series, her father, her dad, Ric Flair, was looking down on her." That was a very bizarre comment there by King. Of course, Vic Joseph would, you know, quickly correct him. Say, um, King, what, what do you mean by that? Ric Flair, he's, he's still alive, you know. And I, I think I didn't hear right. I think King said, oh, you're very condescending or something like that. But that, that was a very, very bizarre comment there by Jerry the King Lawler. You know, what in the world happened to, to what's his name? Um... Dude with the dreads, man. Uh, <laughs> I forgot his name. But he I know he got F5 by Brock Lesnar a, a, a few weeks back on the table. And uh, I, I I know he was selling that by not appearing on commentary. But I, I'm starting to think they done took his ass off of commentary permanently. Either he pissed somebody off or maybe, um, you know, Vince McMahon wasn't really feeling him on commentary. You know what I'm saying? He's not ready yet. Uh, I don't know. But um, he's he's been missing, man, and and um, I haven't really noticed, to be quite honest. But when when commentary hijinks like this happen with Jerry the King, it just reminds me that the raw commentary desk has to be the weakest link out of all the shows. I mean, on NXT, you have Mauro Ronaldo, who is um, you know, currently taking a small hiatus, man, because Corey Graves, he um. He had made a, a very sarcastic comment, you know, saying, just so you guys know, this was on Twitter. He said, just so y'all know, there's a former ROH champ and a WWE Hall of Famer sitting next tomorrow as well that probably have some good antidotes to offer. Basically saying if Mauro Ronaldo, if Mauro would shut his ass up, you know what I'm saying? And and that, you know, Mauro Ronaldo, he's a sensitive guy, man. He's um He's got mental health issues and, um, you know, um... 
anyway, yeah, so King made a very bizarre comment. Vic Joseph quickly, um, you know, corrected him. Um, the nature boy is alive and well, y'all. Nothing to fear. The nature, he's still styling and profiling, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, and uh, dripping. You know what I'm saying? He's He's got that Ric Flair drip, bruh. Offset. Um... So yeah, this this commentary team needs something, man. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're ever gonna bring back what's his name, but they need they need to bring someone else because the king, I don't know. Um nonetheless, yeah, man. Um Asuka picks up the win via green mist to the eyes with a schoolboy roll up to cap it off, and that's that. I guess Asuka and Charlotte are gonna engage, you know, and continue a little feud, a call back to their feud for a cup from a couple years ago, which accumulated uh, for uh, to a WrestleMania victory, <laughs> getting tongue tied over here, um, when Charlotte broke the undefeated streak of Asuka, which is uh, very disappointing, by the way. Nonetheless, Eric Rowan comes out for a squash match, man. He just buries some jobber named Kyle Roberts. Nothing to see here. You know, this is more build up for his mysterious birdcage. I already done lost interest in this, if I'm being honest. I, I already done lost interest. I don't even care. It's probably a, one of Bray Wyatt's puppets in there, man. That's probably what this is. It's probably, what's his name? Mercy the Buzzard? Or some shit up in that birdcage. A little dinosaur looking dude probably in the birdcage. And, and then Rowan is going to become part of uh, the Wyatt family again or some shit. I don't know. I really don't care though. This 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 whole storyline they got. This whole angle with Eric Rowan has, has soured with me. I, I really don't care about it no more. Nonetheless, Lana had a backstage interview, man. She says Rusev is a wild animal and should be fired and sent back to Bulgaria after what he did. To her Sancho, Big Bobby Lashley. <laughs> she says she's going to take care of her man, Bobby. She's going to nurse him back to health. I got to say, I really hope we see Lana in a nurse outfit next week on Raw. I'm just, th just throwing that out there. <laughs> you know, Lana plus a nurse outfit equals ratings. I promise you. I promise. I know. I know. WWE still PG, but they're trying to. They're trying to spice up their shows very clearly. You know, they're trying to. You know, make it a little edgier. Throw in a nurse outfit, man, while she rubs Bobby Lashley down. You know what I'm saying? And nurse her man back to health. You know, maybe have a <laughs> Rusev come out and squash them both. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Smack Bobby Lashley over the head with a bedpan, a la Stone Cold <laughs> to Vince McMahon. Nah, I don't know. That's all that was, though. Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens. It's main event time, baby. As Seth Rollins comes out, the crowd goes mild. I gotta say, man, the crowd... You know, and every time you run a three-hour show, this is to be expected. You know, it's hard to keep a crowd engaged for three hours, man. And this really showed the crowd were... They, they were gone. They were gone, but... um. Seth Rollins has one of the best entrances in the game. I love his entrance. Burn it down. And the fire, the flames come out with a little pop at the end. I love it. I love it. That's a spectacular entrance. That's how it should have been, you know. For, but for the lo longest time, WWE didn't have pyro. KO comes out. And the crowd, again, they're still dead, you know. Some people pop, but nothing, nothing major. CM Punk chants would be pretty audible. Coming in, man. Um, as KO and Seth Rollins tuggle for position, 
KO hit Rollins with a stiff knife edge chop. Nothing like Drew McIntyre's chops, I'll tell you that, but it was a stiff one. Rollins, he would hit a sleep, hit his patented suicide dive out the ring. Owen would reverse some aerial attacks uh, with a mean super kick. Rollins would slide out the ring and grab a chair. I guess they're doing it, man. I guess Seth Rollins is officially a full-fledged heel now. You know, I mean, once you see a guy grab that steel chair during a match, you, you know it's official. They are officially a heel. And I like it, man. This is what Rollins should have been for, for the longest. I mean, he already was a heel, basically. He, had, he was already getting booed like a heel, but he was still, you know, doing his babyface antics, trying really hard to get the crowd a pop for him but he was just getting booed out of buildings man um yeah so ko hits a ddt coming off of the ropes out of nowhere he goes for the pump up power bomb but rollins would reverse it into a pedigree setup ko would reverse that as well tossing him over his and, and tossing him over the hill and, and rollins landed on his feet he jumps to the top rope really quickly and hits an og blockbuster off the top rope a la buff bagwell from back in the day <laughs> i don't know if any of y'all remember that but rollins he hit that blockbuster way better than bagwell ever could i promise you that uh, but nonetheless rollins he would do a falcon arrow for a near fall Owens finally lands a stunner after exchanging super kicks and eating an insiguri. Um, all of a sudden, AOP come out to the ring looking mean in them custom-made tuck suits. They then assault KO, man, as the ref calls for the bell. The fans are, are the fans actually come alive, but not in a good way. They start chanting for CM Punk. They start chanting bullshit. The fans are not happy to see the match end like this. Um, which to me though, this was actually very good stuff. This was actually very good stuff. This, 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 this whole thing right here, this is, this kills a, a, a few birds with one stone. Seth Rollins is established as a heel now. I'm assuming. Um, KO is put over big. The fans want to see more KO. I, obviously, you heard the boos after the ref called for the bell because they wanted to see KO go over and AOP. AOP get put over as well and perhaps form a little a little click with Seth Rollins I don't know but in spite of the crowd reaction to me this was very good stuff this was very very good stuff Rollins you know um he would curb stomp Kevin Owens to close the show as AOP walked to the back sparing their their perhaps their new leader Seth Rollins it's a thumbs up show for me I gotta say, this is a thumbs up show for me. I absolutely love the Lana Lashley Rusev segment. I thought the acting was supreme. Um, you know, I can't even believe I'm saying that. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying I love a, a Lana Lashley Rusev segment, but I did. Um, the acting was really good on the part of Rusev. Not not so much Lana, but you know, again, she's just, she's just eye candy, man. She's there to add seasoning to Rusev and Lashley, and Lashley desperately needs it. That's for sure. Um, Seth Rollins, is he officially a heel now? One could only hope, man. I think it's official, though. I think he is. I hope he comes out and roasts everybody again next week on Raw, um, you know, and forms a little alliance with the Authors of Pain, AOP, baby. But yeah, man, um, Kevin Owens, is he returning to NXT or what's happening? What's happening now, y'all? I thought he was going back to NXT, but by the looks of it, He's going to be feuding with Rollins now. I mean, it, it would seem, it would appear. But um, 
Only time will tell, man. I, I think uh, Kevin All Kevin Owens, uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins feud would be one for the ages. That would be really, really good. And and, and you know, now that Rollins has the AOP back in him, perhaps KO could you know bring some NXT cats to back him up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one one you know one can only hope. But overall, man, it, it was a very good show in my personal opinion. I enjoyed Raw. I will definitely be tuning in next week. Um, you know, keep me in your mind, man. Stay tuned for Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz reactions. Man, what a fight. What a right hand by the Bronze Bomber. I still can't get over it. I'm still watching that, that knockout on slow-mo. You know, um, big, big, big knockout. Love it. Um, stay tuned for AEW Dynamite Thursday, baby, and Friday Night Smackdown on Saturday. I will try to cover it all right here on the Highlight Reel. Thanks a lot for tuning in, y'all. I'm out you.